Tulsa, Oklahoma's 13 Minutes have joined the antidote. Guys, thanks for coming. Hey, it's our pleasure. Yeah, glad to be here. Before last year, I'd never heard of 13 Minutes. From the music you're putting out, it's pretty clear the band's got some background experience. Yeah, uh, me and Aaron, we've been playing together now going on six years. We are kind of a continuance of a former entity. We had uh, first a vocalist transition. That's when we brought Mike in. And then we've kind of developed from there. But once we had the vocalist transition, we changed names and kind of changed our sound. It was a good opportunity to uh, to rebrand ourselves. Well, you know, when I joined this project, it was really cool to just kind of see what it would do. And when we got our bass player, me and him had chemistry before when we met back in fifth grade. And we've known each other for quite a while. So it's a mix of two different bands. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, it kind of organically happened. You know, Aaron and I... Longtime bandmates, Mike and John, longtime bandmates, and uh, we came together, and uh, well, hopefully we're rewriting some history now. So you met in fifth grade, and now that you're in ninth grade, now it's professional. That's exactly right. I think Mike is a perpetual ninth grader, yes. I think you hit the nail on the head right there. (laughs) There must be a story behind the name 13 Minutes. Where does it come from? Uh, you know, it's it's uh, interesting. We uh, we prayed about a lot of different names, and me and Michael, we have a fitness background, <laughs> and so one of the things that I learned um, going through my studies was that doctors say to be in good physical fitness condition, you need to work out 90 minutes a week, and I thought, well, you know, if you take 90, you divide it by seven, you come up with approximately 13 minutes. And as we were talking about it, we started discussing the parallels between the physical and the spiritual. God, of course, created this awesome body of ours. So, you know, we challenged one another to get spiritually fit at a minimum 13 minutes a day. And it's a reminder um, for us each day to spend at least that much time reading our scriptures, praying, uh, not just strengthen our physical body only, but also strengthen our spiritual one. And there's a lot of other meanings behind that as well. I think Mike wants to tell you another. Yeah. um, So one thing that was just really awesome when we uh, looked forward to just kind of see what we really wanted to uh, speak into was that another thing in the U.S., somebody struggles with suicide every 13 minutes. Uh, As we've grown as a band, I've realized that we have two choices in this world. We can either die to ourselves and speak up about our weakness and let it define us and change us and be a powerhouse part of it, or we can keep our mouth shut and play the victim. Really, the defining point there is who you're going to trust with that time. Are you going to trust yourself or are you going to leave it up to God and allow him to move forward and give you your heart desire? And then the final thing that we found that was pretty interesting is um, numerology a little bit. You know, seven, of course, is the number of God and six is the number of man. And six plus seven equals 13, seven being the following, doing what God can that man can't. So there has been a lot of thought put into the message we wanted to get out there. Now, if somebody was going to go searching for 13 minutes, you got to explain how to find you. You know, we fought with that because not a lot of people use Roman numerals anymore. Uh, Like, I wonder if anybody's really going to know how to read this. So if you look at some of the earlier promo stuff that we had, it was uh, was spelled out at 13. But as uh, we developed it, I'm like, nah, let's just go ahead and go to the Roman numeral, make it interesting. Plus, it looks really cool. So there's the shallow part of it. There's definitely that, but then when you get enough uh, people that are trying to follow you that come up and ask if you're political because 13 Minutes of Lying comes up on YouTube and brings Hillary Clinton. Actually, it does. If you don't believe me, go ahead and type 13 Minutes on YouTube. You'll get the Hillary Clinton video, 13 Minutes of Lying by Hillary Clinton. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, I'm definitely not going to be hunting for that. Yeah. <laughs> I have enough grief in my life. <laughs> okay, so that was the Roman numerals. How about we switch to ancient Greece? I handed up the meaning for the song name, Machera. Ah! And it's a type of sword used in Greece. How did the idea come around for that song? Okay, so it was actually really awesome. A lot of times what I'll do, either during sermons or even during just times of study, um, I'll uh, envision something after I hear somebody speak it and it makes an impact <laughs> in my life. And uh, for that song specifically, I noticed that there was a whole lot of Christian ease that was out there, but nothing that was really about the full armor of God in a way that somebody could really relate with it. And so a lot of the meaning behind Machera was that close quarter battle, that weapon um, was used. I just feel like there's a lot of people that struggle. Um, it's in that lyric. Um, if you're struggling to survive, it's a selfish question. Three merge three is the armor of God. You've got the helmet, the breastplate, gospel sandals. And then when you merge the next three, you've got your sword, your shield, and um I'm off one. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had to explain. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, kudos to you for looking up Machera. Um, a lot of people think it's mascara. So. Oh, mascara. <laughs> it's a, a sharp blade that's used for close combat. Well, you know, that mascara might fit because when I first saw a picture of you guys, <laughs> I was thinking, you've got shirts, you've got ties, and no, you're not actually wearing the mascara, so you're not a glam metal band. <laughs> But I was thinking, you guys are supposed to be metal. You just took that picture to make your mothers happy? Yeah. <laughs> well, me and Aaron, well, we can we can harken back several years. We've gone through a, a lot of different attire options. Some of them not so good. Um, jumpsuits. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, we started looking at, uh, like, uh, Stone Sour has some really cool pictures um, where they're kind of dressed up and, um, I was looking at, uh, gosh, was it 2011 Circa in Flames? You know, they were dressed up in their ties. And we're like, man, that looks sharp. So we decided to give them a whirl. Uh, now, if you look at our current picture, you'll see the ties have been retired. We've also transitioned into other attire as well. But I think moms were happy. Hmm. But they were extravagant. We do look pretty. Yeah, John wasn't there yet. John's not that pretty. <laughs> and he doesn't own a tie? Probably doesn't. <laughs> I do. Oh, oh, do you own a tie? Really? I really do. <laughs> That's for Easter? Uh, I actually bought it because I was getting married a couple of years ago and didn't end up using it because we didn't get married. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John and Mike are the single guys in the band. Me and Aaron are the longtime married guys in the band. So, <laughs> From the last part of our talk, we've already determined that you are not a glam metal band. I've heard your sound being described as being groove metal. But I don't really think that covers what you're doing. How do you see it? Well, actually, let me answer the question with a question. I'd like unbiased reports. What do you hear? You're indefinable. You've got a bit of everything. Amen. Well, you know, we're now on Facebook Connection. If you pay any attention to my posts, you'll see I make a lot of fun of people who are genre-specific. People seem to want to have to define you and put you in some kind of box to make you feel comfortable. You know, it's gent it's metalcore it's whatever progressive and gent metal core, progressive christian. gent metalcore <laughs> christian metal you know i i don't know we just uh we all come from different backgrounds of sound and it's challenging sometimes to craft the product that we all hear but i think the end result definitely has has been worth it
Well, the result being is that you're getting a lot of attention. The music from 13 Minutes is making a lot of headway on the music charts. What is it about your music that's getting people's attention? I think it's the ability to transcend genre, as you were saying. Um, We got a little bit of this and a little bit of that. One of the things that I've always been fond of is music that you can actually sing to, music that's got a hook. I know sometimes when it comes to metal, there are parts where you don't understand the lyrics, um, but then you got that one line that you can't get out of your head, and that's the thing you carry with you. Um, I think if you listen to each song with the exception of maybe self-portrait, you're going to get that hook line that you can't stop singing once you turn the song off. 13 minutes doesn't seem to like taking the typical route for anything. You opted out of releasing a debut EP and instead you went for two-sided singles. Mm -hmm. What was with that? You just wanted to tease your fans? (laughs) Well, it's funny. um, I will say three out of four of us were not on board with the Digital 45. But um, we will blame Sean Browning for the idea. Sean said, you know something? He said, Kanye West is not releasing full lengths anymore. Now, love or hate Kanye, Kanye is one of the biggest artists in the world. And basically, if it's working for Kanye, let's give it a try. It's it's an old idea. Um, Honestly, I remember being a kid. And when you couldn't really afford to go buy a full length, they had the little 45 albums you could buy for a buck. And so you wanted that one song you heard on MTV, you got that little 45 and you played the heck out of it. Yeah. Um, so really, it's, a, it's an updated concept of an old idea. And I will have to give credit to Sean Browning because I certainly didn't think of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're talking about Sean Browning of Rottweiler Records. How was it that you connected with him? Because you almost came out of nowhere to join the label. It it would seem that way. I've been building a relationship with Sean since uh, 2014. Um, For the last several years, I think, I guess, seven, I've been, I I host shows. I've been doing things where I brought Grave Robber into Tulsa several times. And me and Sean struck up a good friendship. And, you know, in our previous incarnation, he spoke to us a little bit about signing to Rottweiler. And when all the transitions happened, you know, he got on the phone with me and he said, hey, you know what? I still want you guys aboard. Um, I hope you guys are still uh, wanting to be with Rottweiler Records. And we're like, heck, yeah. So really, our Rottweiler transition was about three or four years in the making, you know, before, you know, we actually had an official release. And so, yeah, it would definitely seem like it came out of nowhere. But there was a lot of behind the scenes stuff that people didn't hear and see um, leading up to that. You spoke earlier about being Christian, and obviously you've got a solid faith. I guess the one issue that comes up is that music that comes from a Christian perspective is often considered as being simplistic. And I don't see that with your lyrics, like on the song Sibling Rivalry. The rich is so deceiving, I am what is poor. If you don't give it to me, hate what will rule what you ignore positioning the fallen countenance through a better word than the blood of Abel. Is that the best route to go deeper? You know, I think it depends. Um, Really, Holy Spirit inspiration um, is really what we follow. Um, Mike, he does a really, really good job at um, doing his due diligence with wording and and scriptural study. And, And it's always been my desire, really, to make people ask questions. I think Demon Hunter is a good example of uh, bands that really cause you to dig deeper when it comes to their lyrics. If you are a a part of the family of faith, I think there are some things that are very evident. 
but it also transitions the I guess the faith lines where if you don't believe in God or you, you got a casual relationship with God, you can still enjoy the music and maybe, just maybe, hey, what's that about? Mike, you have anything you want to add? Definitely. Um, so when you're creating a song and, you know, you're going through different things and, and it's really funny because a lot of those lyrics um, would come to mind and I'd write them and then later in different Bible studies are coming up and look at stuff, uh, people's shirts, all sorts of different inspirations would just show up. And uh, it was something I prayed about in in the midst of that. It just it, it laced itself together. Um, that song, Sibling Rivalry, was actually written before I was in 13 Minutes. The, the first part of it, um, when I was searching out to find a band, and I remember just praying and asking God to, to reveal and, and put me in a spot to where I could use these. And um, I wrote it, and then before you knew it, it was uh, some stuff that was fairly deep. And um, what Jamie said about Holy Spirit working in it, I think, is the main thing but when you talk about a crowd you know half these people that don't listen to the christian music or don't do those types of things have no idea what some of those things are but can relate to words about you know hate will rule what you ignore you know when people are ignored and not positioned in a spot to believe in themselves i mean it, it just relates with the human condition and I think that's important, relatability. I think uh, Cain and Abel, you know, is, is a tried and true story, even though it's found in the Bible. I think, you know, sibling rivalry is something many of us can relate to. And whether we believe or whether we don't believe, we can uh, kind of grab a hold of that concept of comparison, jealousy, envy, things of that. And I think it's a good opportunity and a good vehicle to strike up further conversation with people. I'm going to put you guys really on the spot here. Is sure. 13 Minutes simply a tool to evangelize the masses? I would say there is more to it. And we were just having this conversation before you called. Uh, my goal as an artist has never been to necessarily evangelism. Um, not direct evangelism anyway. I believe there's better methods for evangelizing than a band. Um, I would say that it's a little bit more complex than that. I think if people... You know, find the music interesting, great. If they want to know more, great. But ultimately, our desire is to create and craft good art. Um, uh, what is a friend of mine said today, C.S. Lewis was not called a great Christian writer. He's considered a great writer. And he's also happened to be one of the greatest Christian minds of the modern era. I would rather be in that um, vein of things. I don't necessarily want to be called a good Christian band as opposed to a good band. Um, you've read all the lyric sheets, so you know that we don't follow um, the JPM rule, the Jesus per minute rule. Um, <laughs> so we want to give a little bit more depth, but really the evangelization, you have Disciple for that, and you have other great bands that go into that kind of field. We're not, we're not those guys. You know, you know, we want to play in the secular scene as um, as much as we play in the Christian scene. So we want to be transitional in that. And then I'll just kind of reference John 13, 35. Really, we can say all we want on stage. We can create these eloquent lyrics. But if we don't love one another, then really none of it really matters anyway. So our demeanor off stage is much more important to us and how we interact with people. The simple premise of love God, love others. And I don't know if you can you put love and evangelism in the same thing. I guess some people would. But I consider love just kind of a natural extension of the Christian life. You don't have to beat people on the head with scripture. You don't have to bring them to an altar call. You can simply just listen to them, 
music opens doors to people and people truly are at the heart of God. Now, you know, I was listening to an artist the other day and, and he hit the nail on the head. You know, he said like Christians typically make music for other Christians. And, and there is, there is a niche for that. Um, there is always going to be a segment that that's what they want. They want the simple music. They want Jesus saying in every song. And you know what? I listen to a lot of that too. And that's great. However, the world is a lot bigger place than our Christian circles. And so for me to stay kind of within those confines doesn't set well with me. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's what the great commission was about. And, um, far be it for me to set up my boundaries and say, well, we can only go this far and you stay on that other side too. We want to create good art. Our arts, because of who we are and what we believe, will always direct toward the creator. We want to transcend what would be just played on standard Christian radio. I think the message of God is bigger than a niche. And if you sat down and you asked every one of us about our testimony, I can attest that we come from some pretty special places. And a lot of it doesn't deal with church. So, uh, you know, we have a story to tell. And it's plain and simple, and we do it through art. 13 Minutes has the song Obsessed. It says, when there's something hard to question, beating wrong in my chest, I'm obsessed. What's the biggest obsession in the life of the guys in 13 Minutes? You know, writing that song, I was obsessed with completing the art to the best of my ability in excellence. And uh, I just had a difficult time actually producing any lyrics. And I just sat in this room and I just kept asking. And before you knew it, I was screaming the words, I'm obsessed. And uh, I think the obsession with that song and with this band is to get people to question everything. The question, do you believe in God? Do you not believe in God? Do you struggle with suicide? Are you telling people stuff? Are you listening to this music? Do you care if we're this? As we get people to come out of that comfort zone, kind of like you're talking about, you push those boundaries. These people realize they got some of the same questions that Christians have. You know, it's not what defines us by our religion. We're individual people. We're made in this image, whether they agree or not. And from there, you can become obsessed with knowing truth. And Mike, I will just tell you, Mike is our loopy one in the band. (laughs) And so some of those lyrics that you read, you're going to sit there and read over and over again. Go, What is he talking about? Um, Now, another fun fact about Obsessed, our last show that we played, I mean, I was floored um, when kind of the breakdown in the middle comes on where we're just slightly singing, I'm obsessed, I'm obsessed. I mean, it's a great hook. I mean, the crowd latches onto that, and it was just cool to hear the whole crowd, you know, singing with us, I'm obsessed, I'm obsessed. So that's the fun part of it. We've heard the singles from 13 Minutes. What comes next? Well, we are in the studio right now as we speak, uh, finishing out our final Digital 45 we're finalizing the artwork concept, which is going to go in line with the other three. There's always a, an intricate message woven in, and a lot of it is based around the song lyrics that you'll find on at least one of the songs on the on the Digital 45. So we're uh, wrapping up the final song on that as we speak. Um, from there, we are going to hole up in the studio a little bit longer and finish out the remaining part of the full length, which should be releasing before Audio Feed Festival, um, which we'll be up at in July in Illinois. Um, We have an ensuing tour that is being planned right now for uh, early July timeframe to uh, just kind of support the full length release. So that's really everything on our radar right now is getting geared up for the summer. 
Guys, I've really enjoyed this talk. Thanks for coming and meeting with The Antidote. Hey, it has been our pleasure, Dave. Thank you so much Thanks, for Dave. taking a few moments of your time. And uh, I love the line of questioning, so it's been fun.